0: Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today is episode number 52, Learning How to Let Go. So in episode 51, I kind of referenced this a little bit Basically about like making room for abundance and kind of clearing the decks. And if you haven't listened to it, it's really, really good. Um, I brought in the Universe Cafe because the Universe Cafe has been a really big part of like my mindset in the last two months, let's say, about calling in what you want, get rid of what you don't want. Well, one of the things I was realizing when I was going back through the show notes and stuff like that was that I talked about that you need to clear the decks. You need to make room for abundance. But I never talked about the step that I guess could be either before that or beneath that or supports the whole making room, which is learning or recognizing how to let go. So this episode is basically a little micro nugget in regards to how do I actually let go? How do I know when it's time to move on, when it's time to transition? How do I even recognize especially if you're not aware of it. How do I recognize when you're ready to move on? And then, of course, when you're ready to move on, then I would recommend using episode number 51, How to Make Room for Abundance. That's really good when you know that you're ready to move on and you're like, okay, I'm ready, I'm open, let's get the stuff off my plate, get this off my decks. But if you're not really aware of it, this is the episode for you. So with that being said, I've got a kitty trying to come into the... The podcasting room, apparently, and he's fighting Ben and yelling at him. It's quite lovely. All right, we've got Holly here. We've got Demon here. We've got Kinko's here. And Kinko's is going into his little box. Maybe. (laughs) He's holding on to Daddy. (laughs) Run, Daddy, run! Okay, anywho. This episode, excluding the, the fur baby interruption, which is never an actual interruption... Um, But this episode basically is how to help you recognize if you're not aware of how to let go. So I've got about seven journal prompts at the end of this episode. Um, If you didn't already listen to last week's episode, like I said, it was really, really good. Um, A couple of things that I did too, which I did it at the end of this episode, but I'll kind of do it in the beginning before I really dive into the topic, is that I want to let you know, Um, I created a merch store. So it is in the infant stages of being a merch store. But I am super excited. I'm going to be putting up uh, journals, I'll be putting up different posters, tons of different cups, um, basically a bunch of different really cool, fun merch that you can use to not only support the store, but you can also use it to kind of sink in or use it as a a, a shift. I've always used and Ben can attest to this. I've always used like coffee mugs or journals, basically, because I talk about journals all the time. I've always used them as a way to kind of like set my mindset. So if I wanted to to grow and kind of think bigger, I would either find something that anchored a thinking bigger mindset or a quote that really made me think big. So I'm actually really, uh, really excited to go ahead and do the same thing on my side. So that's one thing I wanted to point out. And another thing I want to point out is I'm updating the show note links. And let me know what you guys think think about this. Because what I'm doing is I was looking at how the podcast showed up in a couple of different platforms. So iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google. Um, I was looking at how it showed up. And I was like, Oh, well, this link is really cool. But it kind of didn't give you access to like all of the other links. So I was doing a little digging and I'm gonna have an ADD moment so bear with me, right? But I was doing a little digging on how other people use Linktree. And if you don't know what Linktree is, Linktree is a really cool free software that website, I should say not software that you can go ahead and use. And you can put all of your links in one spot. And it's a very clean link. So it's linktree.com backslash blah, 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 right? and what i liked about it is you could go ahead and link all your links which i've always done that but what i didn't realize is a bunch of according to linktree so let's say interbias a little bit here right but according to them the people that were the most successful on it they had tons of links and i was like oh that's really interesting so i spent like 20, 30 minutes looking at a ton of different people's Linktree accounts and what did it look like and how do they organize it and what do they have on there? What do they not have on there? So I've started added adding my Linktree account to all of the episode show notes. So you can always click on the link for the episode because I want to make that super easy for you. I never want to change that formatting, right? But I'm playing around with adding the Linktree link to the show notes as well. Because say you're looking for the merch store. Say you're looking for a course I've talked about. Say you're looking for the quick link to the books I love uh, page. All these other quick links that I kind of uh, reference all the time. Instead of having tons of links in there, you can just go to the Linktree page. But one thing I would love to get your feedback on. So you can either do it through the Facebook group or you can email me or you can you know, send me anything just short of smoke signals. But one thing I saw a bunch of other people do and I thought would be interesting is all of the podcast episodes for a bunch of different people, whether they were podcasts or on YouTube, they all had the links for their episodes in their link tree. So this one guy, and it was pretty impressive, right? He had, I'm not even joking, like 300 links to every single one of his episodes. And I don't, I don't know, I'm curious, Do you like that? Do you hate that? Do does the thought of scrolling through that many links overwhelm you? Does it make you excited because Oh, you only have to look at one thing. And it's all in one spot. And I kind of made it easy. I'm playing around with it. But I'd love to hear your feedback. So Now that I've got the housekeeping done and all the fur babies have decided to officially lay down and go into their little boxes, let's get started in today's episode. How do you know or how can you make yourself aware of when you're ready to let go, when you're ready to move on? So for me it always looks like a bunch, a bunch of friction, which I can't even say the word, right? So a bunch of friction. So what does friction mean? I've talked about it in a couple of other episodes about like how Amazon and friction and how do you make things easy clearing, you know, clutter, blah, 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 right? But basically friction to me is when it just seems like there's either a bunch of unnecessary steps, or there's a bunch of unnecessary emotions around doing something. So That can mean anger, that can mean frustration, that can mean resentment, that can mean overwhelm, that can mean procrastination. I don't want to pick one word and be like, okay, well, this one word is friction. No, friction is literally if it's, this is the task and this is you getting it done, how long, how hard, how messy is it to actually get it done? So I talked about in the last two episodes about cleaning a bunch of stuff up in the office and, you know, organizing our taxes and binders. And I sharpied on the binder, which, you know, is like a thing, because if you went to school in the 80s or the 90s or even the 2000s, like when you sharpied on the binder, you were like full on committing to that binder for that topic. Um, Because it wasn't necessarily the cheapest thing to just have, you know, tons and tons of binders. So I've talked about all of that, right? But one thing that I didn't point out or maybe that I kind of glossed over was the friction. So the friction wasn't necessarily that my office had to look like a bomb went off, which wasn't that bad. But for me, it was just not happy. It was not my happy zone. The friction was I didn't have enough, like, binder inserts, which sounds dumb, but bear with me. I didn't have enough binder inserts so that when I went and I sat down and I worked on the binders, I could go ahead and categorize everything and then I could just do the whole punching and put it all in the binders. So because I didn't have that one thing, I held off on doing all these other tasks. So same thing, right? I've got probably eight or ten totes of invoices and bills and papers, and just all the receipts that came from running a business with my husband from a couple years ago. The friction for that, because I would love to go through and organize it not only by year, but to know what to keep and what not to keep. The friction in that example is, I don't know what legally I have to keep and what I don't have to keep. And every time I Google it, I don't really feel comfortable with the answer because I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to spend 15 years of my life trying to scan all this shit because I'll go crazy and then organize it. I prefer to just keep it in its bins, but I would love to organize and know what I need to keep and what I don't need to keep. So the friction in that example is not having a trusted resource, not just Google, because Google has its benefits and I love Google. But at the same time, this is also why we have an accountant. So next meeting I have, I have not only do I have that written down, but I have a couple of other questions of, okay, what do I have to keep? What can I get rid of? And what should I maybe digitize? So I know what is what and then that way, the friction of getting all these boxes gone through and organized and sorted and whatever is taken out of the equation. So that's a couple of micro weird examples of friction but i want to kind of focus a lot on friction in this up in this episode just because friction is going to be a very think of it as a canary in the coal mine. So every time I either and I see this at work all the time. So every time I see someone doing a mistake, every time I see someone not upselling, cross-selling or recommending some, something properly, every time there's a maybe a customer that complains, every time um, there's just kind of like a, a kink in the workflow is because there's friction. Now, friction is... I have trained my brain for the past couple years that every time there's friction, we either need to standardize it or we need to explain it. So there has to be a process as to why we do this. And maybe that takes out the friction of selling something or how we do this. And that takes out the inconsistency of how we sell something or why we sell something. So for me, I've been so used to paying attention to friction that I'm constantly like looking at different sources of friction in our life. So I'll give you another super relevant example of friction. Uh, friction was Ben and I buying a deep freezer. And again, you're going to be like, how the freak does this relate to letting stuff go? Bear with me. I want you to really, really, really start paying attention and focusing the friction. So as I go through some examples, you can pull this in and you can start recognizing what you need to let go of. So back to the deep freezer. So Ben and I have been talking about getting a deep freezer like before. Well, basically right as COVID started and we didn't and there was this really smoking deal on not only deep freezers, but like half cows in the deep freezers. Uh, I don't know if you know, we're not vegetarians. I have nothing against it. Like, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, we're not even going into that. Right. So there was a really smoking deal. You could get half a cow completely butchered, blah, 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 plus a deep freezer for a smoking price. We didn't buy it. It's probably, yeah, uh, no, I'm not even going to think of a number, but it like... It's cheaper than obviously what I could do that for today, right? Because it was a year and a half ago, it was pre-COVID, pre-everything going batshit crazy with pricing. So why didn't we do it? So the friction in that scenario, why did it take us a year and a half to get a deep freezer? And I'll go into the rest of it in a second. But the reason of the friction wasn't that we couldn't Google things, wasn't that we weren't smart, that the money wasn't there. The friction was that we didn't, physically see what it looked like to see if it would click with how our personality is so i'm a very organized person i love to have things in their place i literally have the mantra of everything has a home and if it doesn't have a home it doesn't need to be in our home and ben's the same way i mean he can out zush we call it jushing, right he can out organize my ass 10 ways to sunday he if if we needed to If we got a container and we had to organize all the containers and then everything you could put in a container like you could keep, I would I would be like, Ben, all you, boo, keep going because he can out organize me in tight microspaces like just phenomenally. His brain just works in a drastically different way than I do or mine does. But basically what the friction was with the deep freezer was we hadn't physically, and this sounds so dumb, but bear with me, right? We hadn't walked up to one and thought about, okay, well, how do we shop? How would it fit? And then my concern was, well, I don't want to buy a deep freezer because I don't want to buy a bunch of meat or a bunch of food, whatever it is, veggies, um, dried goods, um, I, I don't know, ice cream, whatever, right? I don't want to buy these things and then have them get lost. We never, in, until the salesperson had reckon, had even thought of getting a stand-up freezer. So the friction of, well, I don't want to buy something and then worry about my food going bad, that was the friction in that sense. So we had a really good salesperson. She was like, well, why don't you guys look at doing an upright? Because in an upright, you can see everything. You've got adjustable shelves. And hey, another way to make it even better is to have these... um, they're colored bins that you can put in your deep freezers and then what a lot of people out here in Okachua we do is they'll have different bins, uh, different colored bins, depending on what type of meat it is. So there's a lot of hunting out here for boar or gator or deer. I mean, like, I'm not even joking. We could hunt deer in our backyard pretty much whenever we wanted just because there's that many wild deer that chill around in the neighborhood. Um, so they have different, they, they recommend they use different bins so that you know what meats in what bin. So That was a friction. So now that we took care of that friction, we were able to go, we got our deep freezer ordered, it'll be here in about two weeks, we'll be able to take advantage of when hunting season's going on or if there's any really good sales, Um, we can take advantage of all of that and we'll have everything in the fridge. So the reason why I'm talking about friction and I've spent probably 10-12 minutes talking about friction is because I want you to have a couple of different examples of what friction looks like because If you're not like me and you're not aware of the friction, it is so easy to kind of let it go unnoticed in your life and never actually recognize that it's something that you need to solve. Having it as something to solve, sorry, I just took a drink of water really quickly. Basically, that means, or at least, I'm trying to figure out how to say it because this is something that I do so naturally that I kind of don't think about. But if, okay, let's do big picture, right? And I'm not saying that this is me, so just bear with me. Say you want to leave your job. And this is the only example that popped into my head. That's a really big example, right? So say you want to leave your job, but you're frustrated and you don't know. How do you know that you want to necessarily leave your job? Well, most people would assume that they want to leave their job either because they want to get a job that makes more money, has more flexibility with their family life, Or they just kind of hate their co-workers or they hate the job and they don't want to do it anymore. Those are really big things. So those are very easy, super relatable things that pretty much everyone can identify with. Those four things that I just listed would be friction. And then obviously you have the item that it's related to, leaving your job. Basically, everything else is the same thing. When it comes to abundance, when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to taking all these thoughts and emotions and feelings that we have, bouncing around inside of us like, you know, ping pong balls, but they don't actually turn into action. That's friction. So what I would like you to do is I would like you to start paying attention to the friction so that you can know what to do with it. Obviously, in this episode, we're talking about letting things go because it makes sense. You can't keep doing all of these things. Sometimes friction is a really good thing. So I had friction and I didn't necessarily need to let go of things, but I needed to let go of the mindset that, everything has to be in a perfect environment before I can get started. So I started without a perfect environment for you. Maybe that means that I'm trying to think of something. So like so maybe that means that you've got trying to think of this like uber lofty uber like, oh, my God, that is the most perfect example ever. And I don't really have the most perfect example ever today. So let's just run with the non perfect examples. So let's say you're wanting to start a business because that's something I love to talk about business money starting a business building a business say you're wanting to start a business right but you've got an idea but you don't know how to get started or maybe you do know how to get started but it's not actually turning into something so friction would be what are the things that are preventing you from starting your business so maybe that means that you don't have a structure that you know what to follow, a.k.a. you don't know what the fuck you're doing or you don't know what to do. Or maybe you have a very bad system of following up with customers, or maybe you don't have anything from someone to buy something from you. Or maybe let's go with money, right? So say in the past you've been really laissez-faire, lackadaisical around money. Maybe it is because you are trying to, you know, do something that you don't want to do or maybe you like me you hate doing your fucking taxes so Instead of doing your taxes on time or paying someone you go and you just procrastinate and procrastinate procrastinate All those little things of friction I want you to identify them because the whole point of this and the reason why I've spent 18 bumbling minutes talking about friction is Not because this episode's about friction. It's not friction is your canary in the coal mine friction is what you need to recognize so that you can realize that you're sabotaging your own growth. Boom, that's the mic drop of the episode. Every time you ignore friction, every single time, every time you ignore friction, it is a way that you're sabotaging your own growth. It is a way that you're silencing yourself. So I've talked about uh, the TV show, Lie to Me. I'm obsessed with it. It talks about like micro expressions and facial expressions and body language. like when you see and you'll never be able to not see this now but like when you see people having a conversation and then they do a bunch of swallowing in the conversation there's two reasons why they either don't trust their words or they're swallowing their words because they don't feel that in whatever reason why it's safe to say those words out loud so basically you're sabotaging yourself friction is the same shit every time you don't file your taxes on time and you dick off and now you have a penalty or you have this or you have that is because you had friction and you were like well if i if i figure it out next week it'll be okay if i figure it out next week it'll be okay when in reality maybe the whole point of the friction was you need to recognize that hey you're not an expert at doing taxes it's okay to pay someone or maybe it's okay to pay a turbo tax so i've all I've never necessarily been a proponent of you just have to pay someone to take care of something for you. I I always like to look at all options. Maybe that means your spouse needs to do it. Maybe you do need to hire someone. Maybe you need to go do a turbo tax. Maybe you need to educate yourself a little bit more about taxes. And I'm talking about taxes because I'm getting ready to do our own to give them to the accountant. But like the whole point is all of these little frictions, all of these little things that are snagging you up, holding you back. When you're thinking about it, so let's use taxes, right? Because tax season is coming up in the United States and, you know, we're starting to talk about it and the IRS is behind and all that stuff. So that would be a really, really easy thing to do to focus on taxes, to be like, oh, I have to learn all these things. It's going to take me forever to get all my receipts together. It's going to be so hard. And you think about and you multiply all these little frictions in the back of your brain. Oh, it's going to take me hours to do this. And I have to do that. And I have to get all these documents. And oh, it's going to be so hard and blah, blah, blah. And I can't trust anyone to do my own taxes or whatever the gremlins are talking to you, right? So hear me out, the bigger picture, the bigger picture would be, obviously, you're not getting your taxes done on time, because there's all this friction into even getting started on your taxes. But the even bigger picture, the 50 foot, 1000 foot, one, you know, 10,000 foot overview is by focusing on these fucking taxes, by not trusting yourself to either learn how to get more comfortable with it, organize your shit better, or just pay someone to do all of this by not focusing on any of that. What have you done? You have lost valuable fucking time. You have lost time working on that business that you've always talked about. You've lost time with your family. You've lost time dicking off and watching Netflix episodes with your spouse. You've lost time that you could be exercising and doing something that you love. You've lost valuable time that you cannot get back. Friction, again, is the canary in the coal mine. You've got, okay, obviously, what is it preventing me on taking action from? But basically, the whole point of all of it, the bigger, bigger, bigger picture of all of it is, why are you sabotaging your growth? And a lot of it, too, can be that growth doesn't feel safe. I mean, I'm still in so many different ways and areas that, you know, I go through this all the time. I'm superhuman, just like you guys. There's times where I will... Okay, so let's use a, another real-life example. Let's go through the friction into how growth doesn't feel safe. So we got the dump trailer for the farm, and I created a couple of Facebook posts, and I have put it out there. Mind you, I've done Facebook posts a million times. I know what sells. I know what formatting looks good, blah, blah, blah. Well, I created these posts, and I was like, well, let me do a couple of beta posts and beta tests to see what Facebook allows, what marketplace allows, what looks good, what doesn't, what gets engagement, what doesn't. So I had a handful of d- different variations of beta tests. I would put something up. and Well, first off, I didn't put it up for a very long time, aka a handful of weeks, because I didn't know what to write. So instead of sitting down on my computer, taking 10, 15 minutes to look at other examples of what people did, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then to create my own, I used the friction of, well, I don't know what to write. So that was friction number one. So once I got over that friction and I figured out, well, let's go ahead and write X, Y, and Z. I got it up there. And then friction number two was, well, this is going to be so overwhelming and so hard. So that second set of friction is what prevented us from growing, What is what slowed down the process of people reaching out to us and getting quotes out and working with customers and bringing in extra income to, again, hit that goal of double our income this year. So I I had this mindset and it still creeps up on me and I probably will creep on me in different areas of my life until the day I die. But like I had this mindset that, oh my God, if I do the most perfect post ever in Florida in my part of Florida about using a dump trailer for rock and mulch and all these things right But I do the most perfect post ever I don't have all of this business Ben's gonna have all of this business we're not going to be able to handle it so let me go ahead and sabotage it because I don't know how to handle explosive growth which is not fucking true at all You know, instead of thinking, oh, my God, let me focus, let me get everything out there. There's going to be a handful of questions basically that everyone's going to ask over and over again. We've got these days that we could do this. We've got these days we could do that. We've got blah, blah, blah. We've got all these resources and options and support, whether it's the two of us or scheduling or Google calendars or whatever. Right. We have all of these plethora of things that could be support. So instead of recognizing that that was the mindset I should have, it was the mindset of, oh, my God, this is going to be overwhelming. Oh, my God, this might be too much. Oh, my God, I can't handle this next level of growth. So let me sabotage. Let me add friction. Let me add friction. And let me, you know, and then that snowballed back to let me not even post on Facebook because I might not be able to handle the growth. So all of this goes back to the underlying, 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 underlining, basis of all of this is you're afraid that you can't handle the growth. You're afraid you can't handle the joy. You are afraid you will not be able to handle the free time. You are afraid that if, and this is a really big American culture thing. So if I'm not, if what I'm telling you doesn't necessarily dive with your culture, then just bear with me a little bit. So enter your own cultural, you know, issues, whatever you want to call it, enter those here. But you know, it's one of those things that like in America, particularly, or even in first world countries that are very aggressive, right? You have this mindset that it's going to be hard. You can't have all this downtime. You have to work or if you you didn't work, you didn't earn it. It can't be easy. Easy can't be good. And if something is good, then you're doing something wrong. If something is easy, you're doing something wrong. If something scales really, really fast, well, then You couldn't have just done it right. It had to have been because of the algorithm. It had to have been because you were an influencer. It had to have been because of X, Y, and Z here. So we use, we've created all of these different bullshit constructs as to why it's not safe to grow. Or maybe it's not safe to grow at a really big level. So Amanda Francis, one of the girls that I love and I followed her work forever, you know, I've talked about her a lot, you know, she believed that it was super easy and safe to grow her income, hence why she became a multimillionaire in her, I think she was like 30, 31, and I was like, Jesus. But she had sabotaged her personal life, and she's talked about this, she sabotaged her personal life because she felt that it was safe to grow her money, safe to grow her income, but she didn't feel safe at the same time to grow her love life. Well, I've been the opposite. I literally and I've talked about this in an episode. I couldn't imagine I was like 15 or 16. And I was like, I know I'm going to get married as a teenager. I'm going to be 19, 20 years old, and I'm going to get married. I literally can't imagine my life without being married very, very, very young. And of course, that's what happened. So where I couldn't imagine one thing. Amanda, you know, in this example, couldn't imagine something else. And so we both self-sabotaged. There's so many things that I could have done differently. I could have monetized things. I could have sold different packages. I could have been the website person of Pasco in Florida when we used to live over there. Like there's all these little things that I could have done. But I had this mindset that money wasn't safe or we couldn't handle it or I couldn't handle it or I would just fuck it up and spend it or x y and z here so i had all these things that i believed about money and how money didn't feel safe so i would add in all this friction to make it so that money never was safe and then i would add all this friction so that i never even got started the whole point of all of this is again friction is the canary in the coal mine it is safe to grow and this is the things you're going to butt up against as you call in abundance and this is perfect it wasn't Consciously thought of this way, but you know, I keep thinking, okay, what are people going through right now? What's true for me? What is society going through right now? And a lot of it is you've got to think New Year's came and It's the end of January basically and you're like, okay, cool It's the end of January What's going to be going on? Everyone made some New Year's resolutions in the beginning of the year. And how many fucking people are following through with it? Well, it's not necessarily that they're not smart enough, that they're not capable enough, that they're not determined enough. It's all of these little frictions that add up and are being reinforced by the belief that it is not safe to do X. It is not safe to be X. It is not safe to do Y. It is not safe to receive Y. If I do, I can't handle it. So you add in all this friction, you add in all this unnecessary drama, because you don't know how to let any of that go, because letting it go would mean that you would be going into the unknown, which the unknown doesn't feel safe. So if the unknown doesn't feel safe, it's so easy to just be like, well, I'll hit my goal next year. I'm taking baby steps. I'm doing courses. I'm doing a program. I'm learning right now. And because I'm learning, therefore, I can't blink. If I Excuse the voice, but, like, I'm channeling something clearly here, right? So some people have this mindset that, well, if they're in learning mode, they can't make money. If they're in learning mode, they can't profit. If they're in learning mode, that means it has to be hard. If they're in learning mode, that means it has to take a very long time. So whenever I talk about time frames, I get really hesitant about it because I don't want to anchor any type of time frame In your head and be like oh if you're going to start a business it's going to take this much time because that's not true for me certain things have taken a very long time because I just wasn't ready or I wasn't open to it or I didn't even find it enjoyable other things have come so easily and have come so fast because I was like well of course they're gonna come fast again let's go back to that marriage thing you know there are people out there that aren't even married yet and they've been together just as long as Ben and I and I was like I am literally not available I can't even imagine so someone's time frame could be drastically different depending on what their belief system is and what their life looks like. So when I get hesitant about talking about time frames, it's because I don't want to predisposition you that, This has to be hard. The opposite is what I'm trying to get into your brain. This does not have to be hard. This can be easy. Easy is good. Easy it's safe. Easy means you're on the right track. That doesn't mean you're not putting in the work because a lot of people think that you're not going to be putting in the work and that's not true. So all of those are the all of those things are going to be things that that like have you has your fear brain going and it holds on so 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 tight so that you end up not letting go because if you let go if you make room for the abundance if you make space if you say that it is safe to do x y and z well then clearly if it was safe then you would just do it but it doesn't feel safe so you're not going to let go so another really good example would be hoarders. i've talked about the tlc show um tlc is a network uh tv show network i should say and they have a tv show it's called hoarders Um, If you haven't watched it go on YouTube find a clip of it. It's it's genuinely heartbreaking It's the same concept, but in a physical manifestation Times a bajillion it's the same thing So the same thing that you and I are doing when we're creating all this unnecessary friction in our life when we're self-sabotaging when We say we're gonna go on the diet, but we buy 19 bajillion pounds of chocolate It's the same thing To get what we actually want, to get what we actually desire, we don't feel safe. We feel like it's going to be too hard, it's going to be too complicated, it's not sustainable, we're not made for it, oh, other people can do that, but not me. So because we don't feel that it's safe, we never actually let go of anything. And because we never let go of anything, we're going to literally manifest, create, self-sabotage, all of this friction... Because if we don't, then we have no excuse to grow. We have no excuse to not feel safe and go after the things we want and desire. The TV show Hoarders, and again, it's super fucking heartbreaking. It's the physical manifestation of this. There are people on this show that have had some form of trauma or another, and it doesn't matter what the trauma is. They've had some type of literally super traumatic thing happen to them that if they do not collect X, whether it is Garbage whether it is dolls, books, bl- it doesn't matter if they don't collect X, y and Z and they don't literally fill themselves up to the brim, then they don't feel safe. If they don't feel s- because if they did feel safe they could go through these things they could process these things they could let these things go and then they could go and they could enjoy their life they could get over the traumatic experience they could go to therapy they could process it they could do the thing that they're actually trying to avoid. So when I emphasize and I spend 20-something minutes now basically ping-ponging back into friction, the reason why friction is there is because friction helps us feel safe. Oh, if and I, I've talked about this, but like if I had a bunch of binders and if i kept rearranging this if i kept reinventing the wheel that if i kept saying i'm in learning mode if i kept doing all of these things then you know it's pretty easy to appease yourself you could be like well i'm making progress i don't want you this year this year whatever you're listening to me whether it's in 2022 whether it's in 2032 i don't fucking care i don't want you to be like well i'm making progress making progress is bullshit. Making progress is code for, I do not feel safe to expand at the level that I desire. Because if I did, I don't feel that I could handle it. So that could be with your family, that could be with your finances, that could be with your free time, that could be with your health, I don't fucking care what it is about, right? But if you say I am making progress, that means you are literally holding yourself back. That is you verbalizing in an un Conscious way that you do not feel safe to let go. You do not feel safe to not self-sabotage You do not feel safe to move on from your old habits your old beliefs your old patterns and actually go after what you desire Full force. So by doing all of that You're holding yourself back and in this podcast. We do not hold ourselves back. We grow We overcome. We are constantly saying the mantra, the prayer, we're asking the gods, the angels, the universe, the everything in between. I am open and willing to see things differently. I am ready to show up. I am here. Help me, lead me, guide me, give me fucking signals. Show me put something in my lap, whatever, so that I can get to what I desire. Because my desires feel good, my desires are safe, my desires are what I crave, my desires are what I secretly crave. And it's okay to secretly crave something. All of these things are okay. All of these things are safe. But again, if they don't feel safe, you're never going to let go of the things that are not letting you get there. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and leave you with the seven journal prompts for this episode. And I I don't know. I don't know if this is a trend or if it's just a handful of episodes, but I seem to be getting longer in the journal prompts and I hope that you're loving them because I genuinely love writing them. They are just a joy to me. So with that being said, let's go into the journal prompts. Journal prompt number one, out of everything that I've been talking about, what are you procrastinating on? Give me a list. What's your procrastination list look like, right? Write it all down. Number two, what gets you angry when you have to do it? So taxes used to get me super fucking angry. I would lash out at everyone. I was a, a nightmare when it came to taxes. That was something that was a friction. That was something that if I didn't have to do the taxes, then I would have free time. And oh my God, I'm afraid of free time. I'm not. It's not safe to have free time. So therefore, let's create all this bullshit in the background. Joan prompt number three, what are you, and I'm using air quotes here, completely over? I am and I'm gonna make up something silly, right? But like I am so over doing dishes by hand. I am so fucking over every single night Washing dishes by hand and taking the 20 fucking minutes to do the damn dishes because I am just so over this shit If I never did a dish again in a day in my life, I would be happy. That's what I want you to put in this section What are you that level over journal prompt number four? What do you secretly wish you could outsource hire, never have to do again? so Again, that would be like the dishwasher thing. Or maybe for you it would be laundry. Like if I never had to do, what am I don't mind laundry. So so for me, it would not be laundry. But like vacuuming and cleaning the house, right? If I never had to vacuum and like dust and mop the house a day in my life again, I would be so happy. I would totally hire someone to do it. So like what would, what would be that thing for you? What would you secretly wish that you never, ever, ever had to do again? journal prompt number five what is and this is where we started to go back into that that holding on right what is holding you back from letting go what does not basically another way of saying it is what does not feel safe to let go so again that's where i was talking about like the taxes or the outsourcing or all the other bunch of examples that it came up with in this episode if you're holding on to these things what are you not letting go of and so Again, because I want you to take action, you are here for a reason, you are listening to this episode for a reason, so let's take action. So what transition steps could you take to let go? So just like you would see in like a TLC episode TLC episode of Hoarders, they don't just go in and they don't just take the person's stuff and dump all of it and say, okay, you're cured, bye-bye. They go to therapy. They work on the trauma. They recognize that it is safe to let go of all of these things and that all of these things have been a crutch, not a, a way to help them heal. So what would be the equivalent of going to therapy for you? Is it having someone help you with something? Is it recognizing the un- underlying belief that blank, blank, blank doesn't feel safe? Is it enter whatever thing here? So what transition steps could you use? Is it fucking getting inserts for your binders and asking your accountant? Hey, what papers do I keep and What papers do I get rid of? What is your transition step? So you can go ahead and let go of these things in a safe, easy manner. And then the last question, which is probably a really, really big one. So another little baby mic drop, right? How does holding on hold you back? So when I talked about like the bigger, 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 bigger picture, right? by not by by paying someone else to do our taxes that meant i had all of this extra free time well i didn't feel safe having free time i felt like if i didn't struggle if i didn't work hard if i didn't you know have this anguish while doing all of these things then i didn't earn it i didn't deserve it so what would be your equivalent of that how does holding on to this thing how does staying small how does not walking into abundance, not believing in yourself, not, you know, manifesting as fastly as you want, not creating what you want, or even getting the results that you want. How is that holding you back? And how is that keeping you small? And how is that keeping you unsafe? So with that being said, I know I threw a lot at you. This was a very Deep episode and I hope you love the journal prompts. Um, like I said, let me know what you thought about the journal prompts. Let me know what you thought about all of the things i said in this episode about the link tree and the links. And I just want to hear from you. All right. I love you. Have a great day. And I want to say that depending on when you're hearing this, it might be my birthday. So if it is my birthday, then I have a birthday sale going on. So definitely check out the birthday sale. So love you. I'm being secretive for a reason. Click on the links. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.